Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, podcast time. Guest today is Anna Wood, and we are talking about a book that she has just published. So I'm super excited. Um, All these amazing, I just saw another one today can't remember what it's called. Um, But all these amazing books coming out about abortion are definitely inspiring me to step up my game. So I'm hoping that this conversation inspires me even more. (laughs) Um, Anna's book is called I've Had One Too, a story about abortion and healing. So welcome to the show. And I'll let you introduce yourself in whatever way feels right for this podcast interview, this audience, how you're feeling today, all of it. Just dive in and tell us who you are. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for having me. I am um, so happy to be here with you. It's so nice to meet you. And um, a little bit of background about myself. I would say I had, uh, you know, a pretty idyllic childhood. Um, And you know, I um, felt pretty fortunate. I went to college um, and just kind of had a very carefree life for a long time. Um, and then, you know, I had, I did have kind of a series of losses at one point and kind of overcame that. And that felt like a really big thing to overcome. And I felt like my life was really getting into a good place. I wanted to um, start a family. That was like really exciting to me. I met somebody I thought I could start a family with. And then wound up pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it became immediately apparent that for as much as the person I was with was talking about, oh, yes, starting a family is what I want. When we actually came to that place, it was either this is not the time, this is not the partner. It, it was just very clear that this was not something that was going to work between us. And I had an abortion. Um, and I think my story is kind of similar to your story in a few ways that at first it was like just a lot of mixed emotions, which is what I talk about in the book, but it became a really empowering, it was kind of the thing that broke me open. And I kind of had this choice of like, (laughs) yeah, that things in my life were certainly not, like I was not in a good relationship, but things weren't bad. I had a good job. I have a wonderful family. And, And then it was, you know, it just became apparent that I was like, well, I didn't really love my company. I didn't you know, there were things in my life that I wasn't achieving. I was, I was in a bad relationship and it just became so apparent to me that it was like, I have got to break, I've got to break out of these uh, habits and cycles that I was kind of living in. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So when you made this choice, was it clear for you or was it a hard choice? Like, did it land you in like lots of debate and questioning and like moral dilemma or was it super clear when you did it and then emotions came up later um I would say it's 
it started clear, it ended clear. And then, so when I first found out I was pregnant, it was very clear to me that I was about to start my family. Yeah. That was it. I was like, okay, this was, I was frankly, I was trying to leave the relationship when, which I always wondered, I had heard this story before. I was trying to leave the relationship and then I wound up pregnant. I was like, who does that? I do that, apparently. So I was trying to leave the relationship, found out I was pregnant. And then I was like, okay, well, this is, this is our path now. And that was very clear to me. And from day one, he was like, I don't want to do this. And, and over, it was about three and a half weeks before I, I made the choice to have an abortion. And that was very back and forth. It was very like, mm-hmm. I have to do this. This is never going to work. And it was, it was really filled with a lot of not fun emotions. And then finally it became clear that it was like, I just can't, I don't, it had gone from like, what kind of life is this going to be from, for my child? And there was a lot of thought around that. And one day I had this moment of like, what kind of life is this going to be for me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I can't do this. Wow. So, and then after that, there was, you know, all the conflicting emotions that I've seen you write about, about, well, there was, there was immediate relief, but then there was also sadness and, and there was, really? <laughs> yeah, especially, and then as, as things got further away and my life, you know, became like a joyful life to live in, it was like, but wait, did it come at this cost? Like mm-hmm. trying to sort through that was a lot. Yeah, that's, okay. So first of all, I want to say that the question you asked who does that? It cannot tell you how many times someone gets on a consult call with me and asks, like tells me their story. And then they're like, who does that? Like, I don't even know who I was. I don't like who, who does that? Like, that's just like such a common question. So I know a lot of our listeners are asking that question. I'm going to assume that that's something you speak to in the book. Is that something you write? Is that like a portion of the book answering that question or yeah, about the, the type of woman in air quotes yes. there, like what type of woman has an abortion? Yeah. And I think there are a lot of a lot of stereotypes around, well, it's young women or it's, um, you know, there are all these, and then there are statistics that say like, you know, most women who have abortions actually already have children. Yeah. And yeah. while that wasn't me, I was 34 when I had an abortion and that mm-hmm. felt especially, that felt very old to me. You know, mm-hmm. I think of like 15 year old, who's just figuring things out and yeah there's a lot of there's just so much stereotype and I think because abortion carries so much shame and stigma we don't talk about it and so I'm I feel it's pretty safe to say that everybody I know has been touched by abortion right somebody somebody in their life a sister a mother a close friend and the men in our lives and so we're all touched by it but none of us know that we're touched by it you know, and so then, then these stereotypes have, they have plenty of room to blossom and grow. Yeah, yeah, and you already told me before this call that you're not somebody who uses social media, but I always like to say to people, like, look at your friends list, right, like, look at how many people are following you on Instagram, or whatever your platform is, and like, one in three, so one in four of those women have had an abortion. So don't tell me you don't know somebody because if you have like 2000 friends, you know at least multiple hundreds of people who've had an abortion. Like how crazy is that? And we're not talking about it. Yeah, I I still remember, I think the moment it really hit home for me, I actually, um, I was dating a guy and I told him that I'd had an abortion. Yeah. And he said, oh, my ex and I went through that too. And I was floored. I was like, 
of course, of course this happens to men as well. How did I not think of this? Yes. And then later, later that week, I think I was, I had gone to um, a concert and I just looked around and it was like, it was yep. this total paradigm shift where I looked around and I was like, a quarter of these people have been through the same experience as me. Yes. Yes. So wild. And that's so true. I, I've had a couple of podcast episodes with men, but yeah, I mean, we can only have so many converse, conversations at a time, but the men are going through this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, based on the women that I'm talking to, the men are under a lot of pressure to do, to say the right thing, do the right thing, act the right way, support the right way. Right. And so whole nother conversation that maybe someone else will step into the work of, (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it's so true. I actually, even the way I just told that story about, look at how many friends you have on your Facebook profile, I broke it down to women or people with wombs, but you're absolutely right. Just look at your whole list. Like one in three of those people have been touched by abortion literally like personally not not even like my sister or my mother or my best friend right that is wild um okay so people can buy your book to learn more about your story and you're obviously welcome to share any parts of your story um as we keep talking here but I am most curious about like the journey from I had an experience to I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah, so I think I think it started before I had my abortion. Maybe um, I I had one friend in my circle who told me she had had an abortion, hmm. um, and she told me sometime you know in my mid twenties probably we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. she was like. I, I don't even know how it came up, but she said, yeah, you know, when I was 19, I had an abortion and I was just kind of like, oh, shoot. Okay. And she was like, yeah, you know, it just happened kind of no big deal. Cause at 19, it wasn't, she was like, this is not happening. So, so then when I, when I became pregnant and I was going through everything, she was like, she was my rock. Like I called her so much and, um, and it was so great to have that person to lean on. So then after after my abortion, I started to kind of open up to some some of my female friends because I'm like, okay, other people are going to go through this at some point and I want to be their rock, right? I'm going to be their rock. And I was shocked at how many of my friends, and one of them actually said it to me, I've had one too. Like so many of my friends said that and and other things too, like I've had, I've had three miscarriages or I put a baby up for adoption. Like all these things came out and I'm like, why don't we talk about this? Yeah. And so going through that experience made me realize like we need to have more conversations about this like just to start conversations just to even start conversations within our own circles yeah and so I kind of thought about all the women out there who probably thought like I don't know anybody like I can't talk to anybody about this with a book like there's one person who has been through that you can like you can read okay this person did that too and that's that's where it came from was just this desire to like I had somebody who was my rock and maybe I can't be there for everybody, but like in a way my words can be there and people can just be like, it normalizes things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I know the journey of saying, I'm going to write a book. 
and basically like seeing it all laid out in front of me <laughs> and then not actually doing it. Like I haven't followed through, like what is it in you that, like I know you wanna be other people's rock, you wanna be an inspiration, you wanna be a source of strength, like, but you actually did it, like you did it. <laughs> you got all the words to a publisher for print. It's a big deal. And I'm pushing you on this a little bit because most of my listeners have something they want to create. And abortion can be such a catalyst to create that. Like I was on a call with a client today creating something like completely unrelated to abortion, but it's her abortion is still a catalyst to get that thing out into the world. And so I feel like there's in some ways, like we don't birth that baby, that pregnancy, but we birth something else. And like, in your case, you birth this book, like that's a piece of what that pregnancy was. Um, so how do we take that step? <laughs> um, I, I guess where I will start is that it takes time. It took, you know, so whether it's that project or something else, obviously in the immediate aftermath, like this was not happening, right? It took time to get into, for me, to get into just a healthy enough place to, to be able to, um, to do that. And to your point, you know, or to our point earlier that we kind of have this similar path. Like I started, I started working, I started getting help, right? I saw a therapist. I see, I still see a coach and, and it really started to like, um, loosen up a lot of my thoughts, right? That like these things, what I believed, what I believed about myself. I used to, I always wanted to write a book, but I was like, I can't, I can't, who am I to write a book? Yes. And so, yeah, so kind of hitting that rock bottom with an, for me, an abortion, if you will, like gave me this gift of like, okay, well, that is clearly not the life I want to live. So what's the opposite of that? Like, let's find that and let's do that. And so I think you know, if, if anybody's like, oh, I, I, I haven't done this or I haven't done this, like, I just like to say, I haven't done this yet, right? I haven't written my book yet. And it just kind of gives you that allowance that maybe like, maybe it's in the works, maybe it's in the process. Because I think, you know, had you, had I spoken to you two months after my abortion, like I wouldn't have been able to write that. Like it took, it took getting to a healthy place before I could, before I could do that. And then, you know, um, Beyond that, I think it just, it felt like a calling to me in a way that I hadn't felt before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you hear people talk about their passion and their calling. And I was like, well, that's just not for me. Like, I don't feel callings until I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, the calling is like, it just won't go away. Like it keeps whispering to you. It keeps knocking on the door. It keeps saying, hey, you. <laughs> this happened to me today, this morning. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I need to sit down and write. And I did. But um, it's just those moments where you're like, this isn't going away. So I might as well start writing, or I might as well start creating, or I might as well make that move and build my life in whatever, whatever your thing is, right? Yeah, totally. Um, And there there are dead ends on that too, right? Like on the path to write a book, like, oh, I think I'm going to do it this way. That didn't work. Try again. And so I think, I think that that's the, yeah, the hard thing sometimes to like 
maybe you are writing your book, like maybe you're in the process right now, right? It doesn't feel like it today, but that doesn't mean that six months from now, you're like, wow, everything that I wrote, like actually kind of has a place or like it was good practice. So how long did the, it take you? What was the process of writing the book for you? And uh, how long after your actual abortion experience was it published? Between three and four years. Okay. Um, which seems really quick to me <laughs> because <laughs> I, think it, I think it took me about 18 months to write it, maybe yep. more like a year. But yeah. a lot of dedicated writing time. Um, yep. And uh, I was single for a lot of that, which uh, I think, I don't know, maybe it helped, maybe it didn't, but you have like a lot of time. So um, yeah, uh, about 12 months to write maybe, and then another six months of all the post-production. Yeah, yeah. And did you hire an editor and like the, or it's self-published, right? It's self-published. So I worked with, um, there are a lot of people who do like um, boutique self-publishing these days. So you can actually find people where you can say like, you know, obviously you have to be a good fit and like they have to appreciate your writing and all that sort of stuff. But I found somebody who was great fit. We worked together. um, And so she, you know, had published books and had a lot of experience. And so she was great. And yeah, yeah, that's how it came about. All right. That was more logistically, but you said something earlier that I wrote down, which was, you know, hitting rock bottom. And I do sort of feel like that was, yeah, if I had to pick a rock bottom in my life, that was probably it, right? It was like, just, it was rugged. Um, and now it's like one of my greatest gifts, like literally. I'm like, that's like the most amazing thing I've ever been through. Um, but can you speak a little too, cause I've been, I'm always trying to find new words to talk about how when you take something from that rock bottom place, from like the depths of despair and confusion and overwhelm and like darkness. And you follow it all the way to like the light and the rise and the, you know, the joy again, mm-hmm. how powerful it is. Like it, it's like when you do finally reach that place, it feels so much better because you hit that low. Mm-hmm. Um, does that, am I making sense? Like, I just, just like, yeah. So, uh, I'm a big bookworm. And so like, I think, first of all, I think that that is the through line of so many books. And if you look back in history, like, um, Dante, the divine comedy, like in the first part in the Inferno, he actually like descends through all of this. And then he like crawls down the back of a dragon and comes out the other side. And there's this line that's really famous that you actually see a lot in the world. Like once more, we saw stars once more we beheld the stars and so he talks about once more we saw stars i don't know this so yeah (laughs) so he comes out the other side is what it is right he goes through like the furthest depths of hell and he comes out the other side yeah i don't think it's a new idea um but yeah i think i think there's just something to and something to say about like you don't know how good it can be until you know how bad it can be. Yeah. And so I almost feel like when I look around the world and the people who have gone from like the lowest of the lows go to so much more of the highest of the highs because they know, like they know more than I know, right? They know more of the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And 
and I also think it's worth pointing out that for everybody, like for somebody, for a lot of people, abortion is just a great thing that totally did. And like, there wasn't emotional turmoil around it. And I think it's worth remembering that, you know, and worth saying like, it doesn't have to be this, right? This was my experience, but I hope it's not everybody's experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think that like that story's out there, right? Like that story of like, my abortion was just healthcare, moving on, now I live an amazing life. Or the other story, which is like, my abortion was the worst thing that I ever did and I'm a sinner and a murderer and all that, right? Like we know those two stairs, like, Mm -hmm stereotypes they're like the pro-choice narrative and the pro-life narrative mm-hmm. but I think where we speak to is that middle place of like yeah I wasn't that person who it was no big deal to but I also think it was the most amazing thing I've ever done like just having this experience of all the things in the middle so I really appreciate that you that you chose to speak to that um because you're right not everybody feels any like some people it's just strictly relief and moving on and I'm done and that's amazing that's amazing and their rock bottom moment where they rise from the darkness will be something else I think for us it was abortion for someone else it's a car accident or cancer or I didn't get the job promotion or like who knows what it is for people it's going to be something different it's just I always say abortion is our door it was the door that we walked through to rise. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That really resonates. Um, okay. What do you, now that I sort of like, I just spoke to it a little bit, but like what in your book, in, in the writing of this book and the releasing of this book, do you feel like the message that you're putting out in the world that wasn't there before is? Um, I think, or I hope that it, again, going back to like just normalizing things, I had so many conflicting emotions. Like yeah. it felt like I shouldn't have this emotion and this emotion at the same time. Like, yeah. And I think that that was because, you know, we hear the two narratives you were talking about where it's like, oh, it's no big deal. I just got an abortion moving on or like, oh, you know, like I have to find, you know, whatever it is, but like, I'm the worst. I'm a monster. I'm a baby killer. I'm whatever you want to like, those are kind of the two narratives. And I'm like, well, I felt a little bit of both. Like I felt immense relief. And then I also went through like periods of guilt. Right. And, and I felt regret and I felt joy and, and it was, you know, I felt like I was in like a pinball machine and kind of just recognizing that this can be a really emotional thing for people to go through. And there's not a lot of emotional support out there of, you know, like, do you, where's the ceremony when you have an abortion? Like, do you have a funeral? Like, what, how do we recognize this? Like, how do we grieve? And, and are we allowed to grieve? And are we allowed to grieve publicly? Mm-hmm. And so kind of talking about like, hey, this is imperfectly, this is how I handled it. And it, it helped me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself in the telling of the story and the writing of the book that most surprised you? Um, probably my ability to change or not my ability to change, but the amount of change that's just possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know that there was any one thing 
honestly, I don't think you would even find that kind of a statement in the book, but the process of writing, of watching, you know, so you, you write a first draft and then you go through and you edit. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. And then I was like, oh, I don't feel that way anymore. Oh, and I feel different about this in another way. And, and I had to kind of take, take it as a snapshot, right? Like that's where I was then. And somebody else is going to pass through that period of time. And maybe it will help. Maybe the book can help them when they're in that same space. Right. And it it helped me move on from some of those ideas, but it was really interesting because then you go back for a second edit and you're like, okay, I know about those. And you're like, well, I, that my idea about that changed too. Yeah. And so it's really interesting, you know, like listening to this podcast four years from now, we're both going to be like, wait, we were in what place? I know. Yeah. I've actually struggled with that quite a bit. Like, what if I say something that I don't believe anymore in four years? And like, that stopped me from saying anything at all for a long time. Like, what if I change my mind about that? And now I'm just like, and that's the journey of being human. (laughs) Well, so first of all, I struggled. I still struggle with that. Like, you know, like here we are talking in something that's going to be recorded and live on for a very long time. And, and I did have a lot of fears of like, yeah, exactly. What if, what if I change my mind? But I also think if you look at what makes us human and what makes us so successful as a species is our ability to adapt. Right. And so I kind of changed my narrative on that of like, what if, what if, what if, and I'm like, well, shoot, I hope I change. Like I hope I can learn and grow and change. And if I put the same thing, yeah, four years from now that I do today, like we got problems. That's so good. I love that. And also um, for me, what helped is like reminding myself that I, if I believe something today and then I change my mind about it and someone else is upset about that, like that's their journey to work through, not mine. (laughs) If they can't handle me having two different opinions, then like that's and my own growth and evolution, like that's not for me to worry about. That's their work to do. So that was helpful for me to be like, oh, it's not about me. Like, I just keep doing me. Yeah. <laughs> keep and my I, focus I, there. I think a lot of this is kind of coming up, you know, especially right, right around now, there's, without getting into the de- debate of cancel culture, of like this idea of like, well, we have to, like people make mistakes and we learn and grow from them. them. And I think there's a lot of pushback. I think that's where some of it, and there's, I'm not familiar enough with the debate that I should be talking about it. But I, I do think it's like, we, ha- we have to be able to learn and grow, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else you want to tell us about the book or your experience or, you know, anything? Like, what else do you want to tell us about you? That I, uh, about the experience, I would just say, I, I think it's worth talking about. But I think a lot of things are worth talking about. Um, you know, opening up to my friends was the best thing I ever did. Um, and, and it's, it's still scary and still hard sometimes. Like when, especially I realized how much I stereotype my friends that I was like, this person's going to judge me. And then they don't. And I'm like, whoops, I was wrong about that. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's good. And, um, I just think, I think the work you're doing is amazing. Um, and I think, you know, books like this and podcasts like this, I think that this is how you, how you make change in the world, you know, person by person, little by little. And, um, and I'm just really grateful, you know, I'm grateful for the, 
I'm grateful for the life I've led. Um, yeah. And that's, that was surprising to me. I love that we can say that though. Cause like, and you know, you saying that was surprising to me. I, I think the place, well, what you spoke to earlier, how like we never could have imagined being here when we were mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. my abortion was, uh, it'll be four years this, this month. And mm-hmm. I never, if you told me this is what I'd be doing, like when I saw that unplanned pregnancy test, I was like, what? Are you out of your mind? Um, yeah. So just continuing to show up to the, the next day and the next day and the next journey and the next growth and the next thing that might inspire you or give you perspective or, um, yeah, it's, we, we are, we go places we never imagined possible when we keep showing up. Yeah. Which is like the best thing ever, right? It it's is. definitely scary sometimes and definitely hard sometimes, but it's, it's surely better than if, you know, you went on what you thought you had enough help for yourself. Right. So that leads me to what is your next thing? What are you working on now? Um, so I am super, super passionate about climate and super, super passionate about um, conservation of like natural spaces. And I want to start a business and we'll see. It's, it's the big, like hairy audacious goal right now, right? It's the thing that scares me right now. Um, so I'm starting to work on that and we'll We'll see if that's, that is the next adventure. That's what I think the next adventure is. Um, It's what I hope the next adventure will be, but we'll see where life takes me. Well, no matter what, it's going to lead you to the right place. So this is, that's where you need to be is exploring that business. Yeah. I certainly never thought I'd be here, right? Like I'm one of those people, my, every time I like step into a new profession, job, whatever career, my husband's like, here we go again. She's doing something new. Yeah. I just reached a point in this business that like feels really good. It's super rewarding. It's like good for my family. And I, he's like, what are you staying here? Or are we moving on to the next thing? <laughs> like, no, I think we're here for a while. This is, this is lifelong work, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for you and um, whatever that brings next. Do you feel like writing the book about your, your abortion experience was kind of like that's your contribution and it's not really necessarily like you don't have another book about it in the works or do you no I don't have another book about it um uh I I don't I don't really know what's next on that journey um yeah yeah I don't really know that's um but it was I think I hope that there's another I'm sure that there's another book in my life I don't know what the next one will be about um but that's it's kind of like running a marathon where like you get to you're like you know you're running and you're like oh this is the worst thing ever why did I do this why did I do this bad idea again (laughs) yeah you get across the finish line you're like oh let's do another so I like the book kind of like that that's great awesome and so where can people find the book uh anywhere they find their favorite books. Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, um, pretty much anywhere you find books is, it is there. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And I am not on the socials, but I can be reached at annawoodauthor at gmail.com. Great. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing yourself today and also just also writing the book and sharing that with the world. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I look forward to reading your book one of these days. 
I'll get off this call and go right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Have a good afternoon. You as well. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.